And what's up, guys? It is the Adam and Ball Podcast, back for yet another exciting week for you guys. And on this week, we have a special guest, Jack Wall. But right before we get into him, just letting you guys know, we're on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Apple Podcasts. Three different ways to listen, you know, wherever you are, you know, you got the gym, whatever. Put in, put in the headphones, give it a listen. Um, keep sharing with your family, friends, whoever you got. And once again, Jack Wall is on this week, my good friend. Jack, how you been? Good, good. What's up? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Just got back. Long, long night. But uh, glad, to, glad to be able to talk basketball, man. So, yeah, me too. Let's get right into this one. So, why, in your opinion, has this NBA season and this playoffs been so fun and entertaining? Like, what's made it different from past NBA seasons to you? Honestly, like, there's, I think there's two, two main reasons. One of the main reasons is there's so many different teams right now and so many different players that need and want rings to pretty, like, prove that, like, they're on top, like Joel Embiid especially. He needs he needed a ring this year. You can't just have a performance like that right after coming off when it the ring. See with Kevin Durant and the Suns making a super team like that, and then lose in was the second round, and then still like LeBron's yeah. looking for another ring right now. Like there's so many guys that like so many unexpected teams too that are coming up with the Kings and um. And the Heat being the eighth seed and now up one game against the Celtics that nobody saw is coming. It's been so unexpected in a series, I mean, like a playoffs that really needed a lot yeah. of guys to, do, yeah. to step up. And and we really got like, I feel like we got so like lucky and like almost privileged in a way where it was like right off the bat, round one, you, you get Kings and Warriors, like two LA teams or not two LA teams, two California teams that are so, you, you know, the Kings have not been in the mix for a while, obviously. It's been like two decades. So Kings fans are, were obviously pouring into that uh, arena just to just to see their, their team play. And then you have the Warriors who have been, that, that dynasty has been going on the last five, six years. So then those two teams match up and then obviously going back and forth, uh, you have the Warriors who have been shaky on the road so we saw that right away in the first two games where the kings were just you know they, they had their number the first two games and then it goes to seven games and we're like this could go either way like both teams are so matched up well you got you got two great offensive teams both are, are ranked first and second in scoring so we knew it was going to be entertaining and steph curry great shooter of all time he delivered again obviously 50 points so then you get that and then obviously coming right off of that round we get the Warriors and the Lakers we get Steph LeBron again and that it's just it's not the series that that I feel like most people expected like we expected it to be a lot more like back and forth but the Warriors they're they're like back and forth up and down season it kind of showed against the Lakers the Lakers had they had the better pieces. They had the better role players, better bench, and and everyone was just playing better. So, so many good matchups, and then and then obviously you got Jimmy Butler, and and dude, I'm not gonna lie, 
I am I am very scared for this Celtics team because the the Heat are just they're just so much more consistent as a team, right? Like you got you got Jimmy Butler, you got all their undrafted players, you got Caleb Martin, all of them. Just they stack up so well and it, it could be a seven game series for sure, in my opinion. So we, we really have gotten like a, a treat this playoffs and it's it's been great to watch. So with that being said, moving on to my second topic, in your opinion, who is your most underrated play of player so far in these playoffs? And, and just give me just give me an explanation why. That's a hard question. She's been a lot of these plays. Honestly, like, I've been a huge fan. I'm really pissed off that the Kings got knocked out first round because I feel like they're going to be, in the next few years, they're going to be a really great team that a lot of people wouldn't realize because they're still very young and Mm -hmm. they're doing a a lot. So, like, honestly, like, Malik Monk and just, he's, I think he had the uh, most points off the bench this year, right? At least, at least against the Warriors, I, yeah, I, I was, yeah, I was looking at that box score and I would see like 30 points one game, 40 points another game. He had like that 40-something point game. Uh, I forget where it was. And, and then you had that crazy, like the second highest scoring game of all time, where they played the Clippers. And, and I didn't yeah, even get to watch it. And I looked at, I looked at the scoreboard. I was like, what? What? What is going on? Like, but I feel like, I feel like for a scoring team like the Kings have been. And then to have uh, Kawhi Leonard and like Paul George and all that, uh, I think they were playing at the time they played in that game, or maybe I was, maybe I'm mistaken, but th- that that high level of scoring was just it, it 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 was going to come at some point because they're just such highly talented scoring teams. So yeah, um, I don't know if I had to give underrated, I'd say. Um, obviously, you have Jimmy Butler. He's an obvious, but he's not underrated. Yeah. We we all know how capable he is in playoffs and how he turns up. Uh, Devin Booker not underrated though. He was uh, thirty plus points a game uh, uh, through those first two series. But I'm trying to think like underrated. I'm think I'm thinking of Celtics and like maybe Jalen Brown, but like I don't know. He's 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 still been up and down, so I can't really say. Yeah, and that's what I'm gonna say. There's really this whole players. There hasn't been a lot of breakouts. It's more people just like failing to meet expectations that they should be hitting. Like it's a lot of stars just doing bad. It's kind of weird, and it's not a lot of stuff. It's more of like I feel like over the last few years, especially with the bubble and everything, it's been a lot of star players just carrying their team. Well, this year it's been a lot more team-oriented basketball. That's what I was gonna it's say. Kind of like like, shifting, yeah, yeah, it's like a new era. And, and I definitely I, I like that side of things. It's it, it's gonna help. I feel like provide like the, the entertainment is is gonna stay the same regardless. Like team oriented and then and star oriented. Uh, obviously, when you have someone like Jimmy Butler um, carrying that that Heat offense at, at the end of Game Five against the Bucks, it, it's it, you still have you still have the same stuff like. But it's it's turning in that direction, like you said, where where teams are, are just getting more and more involved. I feel like the Warriors a few years ago, when they when they had their dynasty going, the way that they would share the ball 
through like each individual game, like against the Cavs in the finals, the ball would just be shared like every single possession. They get like four or five touches at least before anyone shot the ball. And and that's what made the Warriors as good as they were because team-oriented basketball is always going to show up and show out every single game in my opinion so oh yeah 100% because basketball is such a team-oriented sport like even if you have two good players it's so hard to carry a team because if they have five it's 5v2 every time there's just not enough two people can do sometimes that you really need like it shows you need like a solid bench and a solid all-around team like what you kind of see with the Kings like like their best players Deer and Fox who's still young and who's playing with a fractured finger most of the time like they were just a good all-around team and they're almost able to take out the Warriors in the first round yeah and like like you brought up with the the Suns too they had to give up a few of their players they had to give up Mikel Bridges who was such such a big player and, and part of the run part of the run of the finals in 2021 against the Bucks, he was huge and, and he played so many so many minutes and so many games and he was always like Mr. Reliable for that team and as soon as he goes to the Nets like you look at his scoring and you look at how much more he was capable of once once he's put on a team that's that's not um, more reliable on, on their star players and obviously, they don't really have star players in Nets anymore now that they gave up Kyrie and KD or they, they left. But we, we see what like a player like him is capable of. And, and then that bench is just, it, it diminished. And then you have, like you said, reliance on your stars. And it, it's not always going to show up in the playoffs. They have, they have their off games. Devin Booker was consistent, but you still have to rely on everybody else, like you said. You have to rely on the rest of your team. Yeah, so, yeah. All right. So, third topic of the night for you is so I'm sure you've you've seen all the news and things going around with with the head coaches and, and them being fired and let go after them losing in the playoffs and getting let go. So, in your opinion, have they been good decisions? Uh, should one coach have been kept out of the three? Doc Rivers, Monty Williams, and then Coach Bud out of those three. Should any of them have been have stayed? Should all of them have stayed? Do you think it was all of them were a good decision to let go? What, what do you think? Uh, honestly, well, first I'm just saying before I start talking about Doc Rivers, I hate the 76ers, so I am a little biased. Girl, I'm with you there, man. I'm I with you. I hate them more than any team. Yes. Harden, I hate Embiid, I hate all of them. So I do think he was a horrible coach, and he—he's good. Like he's got a lot of playoff wins and stuff, but he's just old. A lot of these coaches are just getting old, and basketball is almost a completely different game now than it was then when they were like in their prime. That a lot of these teams just need like fresh blood and like new coaches and just a whole new staff they can benefit from because. Even though I hate them, like I do think it was the right move getting rid of him. Like some of these guys make such questionable plays, and then the only one I'm not really sure about is Monty Williams because didn't he he won Coach of the Year in what 2021? I also just I think it was last year actually because because oh, yeah. they had they had the best record in the NBA last year, and then oh, obviously true. obviously they fell way short against the Mavs. Luca single handedly cooked their entire team, but yeah, yeah no so. Definitely Monty Williams, 100%. I don't, dude, I don't know. 
Like it's it's so weird. I think because they also their new owner is also like some of the stuff he does is crazy. Like you saw what happened with him and Yo. He did with Jamal when it went out of bounds. Yeah, no, that was and then and then he like yeah, he literally flopped. Like yeah, bro, you're you're an owner of a Suns team flopping for for what? Like. Honestly, he was. I don't even think he's a bad coach, Monty Williams. I mean, I do think. I think he would. I think he needed a new assistant coach of anything. I think he was a good head coach. Like he knows what he's doing, but he just needed more help. Again, I don't really know who the assistant coach is, as I'm not a Suns fan. I don't think I do. But like, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think firing him was the best idea. I feel like there's a lot of other teams that would be fine picking him up, and that he could. He's really not suffering and I wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to get out of there too especially with that new owner like he does not seem like the type of person that knows how to run a basketball team to me yeah um Monty Williams I feel like people can you can say what you want about him like you're positive you're negative but if you look at the last few years the last like three years even uh when they went on that run in the bubble at the end it I mean, wait, that was before he was even... I think it was before he was a coach. The last, like, two seasons, I'd say, when they went on their run to the finals. Like, he almost kind of just... He rose in the, the franchise out of the back out of the ground from what they were in, like, the 90s. So, it's really... Like, you, you have Devin Booker, and then they brought in Chris Paul and everything. But I feel like he is definitely more on the high end of his, like, decision-making and his all-around coaching... I think just, I think it's definitely a lot better than a good majority of, of other coaches. And a, a coach like Joe Mazzulla for the Celtics, it's his first year. He was, he was an assistant. And there's only so much and so far you can push your players and, and do certain things in the playoffs when it's your first year. But like, obviously, Ime Adoka last year, first year, takes the Celtics to the finals. So it, it's always different, but I, I think Doc Rivers was probably a good decision. But for me, I don't know, Monty and Bud, uh, that was tough for me. I, I don't know how to look at that and be like, yeah, it was definitely a great decision for, for their team. Uh, I just don't know. I, I really, I really I can't don't, say. don't think so. I think that's just all around like, I mean, I guess maybe he didn't just jive with the team, but in the end, obviously the coach is very important. Sometimes there's just nothing the coach can do to a certain degree. If your guys are having a bad night, they're having a bad night, and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, yeah, and then, then, at the same time, you have to, you have to, you gotta recognize that eventually. Oh, yeah. like, like a player like Tatum, when he had those that stretch of games where he was going a half, but like 0 for 8 shooting the field, like. You have to you have to be able to correspond that with with getting the rest of your team and, and letting them know like okay obviously we know he's struggling we're, we're feeding him the ball our star player our best player and he's he's just not hitting his shots like straight up like we need to get get everyone else involved and then have him click and, and feed him the ball kind of slowly and steadily because he needs to get hot eventually because your best player you know he he's going to make those plays at the end of games he made those three threes or four threes in a row at the end you feed in the ball and you know that's what happens you have to be able to recognize that though that's that's the key that's yeah a yeah but it's 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 such a hard it's a, decision to 
Yeah, there's is. so much that like behind the scenes that nobody really sees besides the players. Yeah, the it, it's that, like yeah. You really, like, you know, even like what the players think of him or what the practices are like that, like the difference between them. Like, it's just so hard to really know like what the right decision is here. But overall, from our perspective, I really do think that was a bad choice firing him. Yeah, and also you got to recognize with coaching and, and these coaches in the league is that it's it's still also you know a business like if you're if you're coaching and and you've been in this in on this team as as a head coach and you've done it for you know three four or five seasons especially with the expectation like talk about a team like the sixers this year especially they went into the playoffs they're, they're ranked third you know you have uh Embiid off that mvp season him averaging like 33 games, it's crazy. On top of uh, a player like James Harden, who also was an MVP on the Rockets, averaging over 30 points a game, and what he could do, he also led the league in assists. So you have you have a, you have assists guy who's leading in assists. You have a guy that's leading in scoring. You have all these pieces. PJ Tucker is there this year um, on the defensive end, and him he can shoot too. So you have all these pieces and things, and then they get third. Obviously, the Celtics were just, they just had the edge in a seven-game series. They just had a little more, and Jason Tatum showed out. But, like, at the same time, you're expected to go past the second round. Like, the Sixers have not made out the second round since 2001. So when the expectations are raised up and you've, you've failed three, four years in a row, it's, like, at a point you got to go with someone new and doc rivers they realized he was not the answer for them so yeah he was just towards the end he was just making some crazy calls and questionable plays yeah it it just i I feel like i definitely saw it coming i feel like a lot of us did yeah when when they lost that game like it it, i was like yep he's gone his job's gone Oh yeah. Um, all right, we got two more topics to go here. So, topic number four for you is: if Jokic does not win a ring this season, what do you think will happen in terms of how this Nuggets organization will kind of structure their team, make moves, uh, make different trades, uh, try and build around them more, or, or do you think that this lineup and what they have now is fine and? I, and that they're they're solid and they can still you know go back next year just as strong and win. Uh, what's your what's your take? Honestly, this is probably the hardest question so far because the Nuggets are such a good team, but they're also such they're so reliant on Jokic, but he just delivers so often that it's hard to, to really even tell. They're such their offense is so good, even their defense is pretty solid too I think they're I think I don't know if I'd say they're the favorites to win this year but I really don't see now in these conference finals they're they're looking the best by far yeah I don't see them losing to the Heat or the Celtics I think their uh, biggest up score right now is the Lakers with AD is that's his main competition right now if he can get past AD there's nobody stopping him. There, I don't see anybody stopping on the Celtics or on 
on the heat. I don't think Bam is big enough and strong enough to stop him. And yeah, I agree. Like they have such a good team. Like I don't even know how I would change or improve it. I've, I'm trying to think, but I think like they they kind of just need the pieces to fall into place. Like they have all the pieces they need. They just need a season where just everything falls into their hands where they can just the other teams they end up facing against maybe they don't have a good matchup like they kind of had a hard season yeah their matchups like the Lakers I think is really like the one team like that has somebody that can stop them because Jokic is so dominant that even with AD probably being one of the best players in the league and I in my first opinion the only person that could slow him down he still dropped what forty something points on them last the other night. Like it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And looking looking at this like topic, it's like I think all around looking at it, like you just said, they they get past this Lakers team. I think their their chances of winning are, are just only gonna way up skyrocket because. The Heat, especially, are just—they're—they're going to get cooked by the Nuggets. They just—the Heat have shooting. They're—they're a good shooting team, but the Nuggets are just—they have shooting. They have—they have—they have great perimeter defense. Uh, So do the Heat. You can make arguments for the Heat too, all you want, but Jimmy Butler—I mean, that would—that would also, you know, be a great matchup. The Heat and the Nuggets. Butler against Jokic, like two just prime performers in the game in the playoffs so i think all around looking at this lineup i don't really like based on the the moves that they made the past few seasons uh and then jamal murray's back and fully healthy i think their lineup all around has just i don't i I wouldn't honestly make any changes Eh. even if they do happen to lose i I just think the way they stack up and, and how they've played and how good they've looked in the West, it's I, I can't see them making any other changes. Maybe like one trade, or like when the draft happens, they're gonna get they're gonna get a couple players, obviously. But that's really all you need—a couple young guys—and I think they're set. So I, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think they don't win. I think their chances of winning next year, when when they're all healthy and playing at their best, like they have been, I think they're only going to get better. Yeah, I totally agree. And also, I don't know, are you watching the game right now? I'm not, I'm not. I, I was... Uh, yeah, yeah, I just want to say, like, I'm, I've been watching it too, like, as we've been talking. And they, the Nuggets have been down by, at one point, they're down by almost 15, and they are making just a crazy comeback. They're now down by two points, and they are just rolling the Lakers right now. Like, this is crazy. Oh my god, dude! I, I have to, I have to get back into yeah. watching it because yeah, I, I saw that first game and and the Nuggets. Obviously, the Lakers came back in the game and and yeah, cut yeah. it to like three, but then the Nuggets pulled away. But it, it's been kind of more back and forth. Like like one team gets a 15, 20 point lead, and then right back a team the the other team just storms back. So I feel that's gonna be the story of the whole uh, the whole playoffs this year. Yeah, it has been, and and back and forth, you know, exchanging blowouts. Uh, most of these games, like 30, 25, 30 point blowout games, it, it's been like what? Like especially in the Lakers Warriors series, that that's what it was. A few of the games, just straight blowouts. 
And we were like, what? Like, I thought it was going to be, you know, maybe there'd even be an overtime game in one of the, one of the games. But I was like, oh, no, this is just another pretty boring series overall, in my opinion, except for, like, maybe one game. But that, that's just yeah, how... It, it's been a weird playoffs, but at the same time, it's been exciting just, just based on upsets and, and some of the matchups. But obviously, some of them were kind of let down, in my opinion. But... You know, I th- I think these these two matchups, Heat Celtics and then Nuggets Lakers, two very exciting matchups, v- very very long series. I think it's going to be six seven at least. Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah, the, the way both all four teams are playing, in my opinion. Okay, so our last topic of the night, I have what NBA Finals matchup do you want the most? Obviously, Nuggets and Heat. I would say, would you say that's more of like the the underdog like kind of matchup? Like, I feel like most people are expecting the Lakers to to. I don't know, cause I feel like it's a little split, but I feel like major a little majority of people are, are thinking the Lakers are gonna pull away. So I feel like I'd say it's underdog, but I don't know where you stand on that. And then Nuggets Celtics. I would say if the Celtics are able to pull away in a game six or seven and, and play like they're supposed to, then I feel like this could be the the matchup that most likely could happen, but I'm not sure. And then we got Lakers Celtics, got historic matchup, the matchup that I want really badly because it would be playing for the 18th banner. You got LeBron trying to get his fifth ring. You got... Tatum and Brown trying to get their first. Dude, think about this. Blake Griffin on the Celtics would have his first ring if the Celtics win. Blake Griffin would get a ring. Think about that. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Blake Griffin, yeah. On the Celtics this year, man. And then, obviously, we got Lakers Heat. Rematch of the bubble. Jamal Murray and and, um, Jokic, AD LeBron back in the bubble. Uh, which matchup do you personally want the most? And then maybe if you want, give the matchup you think is most likely going to happen. All right. Um, honestly, I would love to see a, uh, a Nugget Celtics. Also because uh, me and Tom put, put a little bet on it. For I had took the Nuggets, he took the Celtics. And I just think... I'm not a huge Lakers fan at all. Like, I feel like we've seen them so often in the last 10, 10-ish years that I think some new blood, even even the Heat, too, like, I'd be okay. I wouldn't mind seeing the Heat in, uh, in the finals. I just don't see them beating the Nuggets at all. I think the Celtics would give the Nuggets a better run for the money, but in the end, I still think the Nuggets will be able to pull this one out. It's really this is this is really it for them right now. Yeah, I think the Nuggets are by far the the greatest they've ever looked in terms of the finals, the regular season, Jokic averaging a triple double, which he's done the past two three seasons anyway, and then Jamal Murray, who stepped up this playoffs, almost kind of back to what we see in the bubble. So you have that, and then obviously the rest of their pieces, they they are tough tough to beat, and yeah, I, I, like. I don't know, like, this is going to be a long heat series again, uh, for, for my Celtics, but, like, I don't know. I, I, 
I, I think it'll be Nuggets Celtics, like you said. I, I, I told you I want Lakers Celtics really badly. It would be so cool. Uh, I don't know if I told you this, but my, my cousin, he went to the 08 finals in Boston when they played the Lakers and they won in that game six. And I was like, damn, you're lucky, man. You're really lucky. Like, I wish, I, I wish I got to see that, that 08 Celtics team. And, and I, I hope, I hope we can get back, but it, it's so unpredictable and, and players and teams and everything. So we'll, we'll see how it shapes up. And um, yeah, with that being said, guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed hearing me and Jack talk about these playoffs and everything like that. Um, make sure again, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and uh, Amazon Music. Be sure to give these episodes a listen and share. Thank you, Jack, for joining me. Uh, it's been welcome. fun. It's been fun talking with yep. you. Yep. And uh, that's going to do it. Peace. All right. See you.